It starts with... Wow, episode three already? I guess we need a logo and some artwork now. Oh, that was what I was going to start the episode with. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still go for it. At some point, we're going to have to break and I need to read my time post again because I don't remember what I wrote. <laughs> um, but I know, I know a lot of it made sense at the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that post was supposed to be finished and up by the time we record, but hopefully it'll be finished and up by the time this goes live. I really hope so, because <laughs> I don't know how frequently we're going to post episodes, probably every two weeks as we record, right? Don't hold us to any schedule, please. But yeah, it's it's a best effort, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot can and will go wrong with that. As life goes. Um, yeah, obviously I want that that post live before <laughs> well at least when the episode goes up so yeah that gives people some context yeah the post is is pretty much done there's the only thing that makes so this is the thing that makes my blogging a bit more difficult this code that accompanies it <laughs> i need to i need to write some custom stuff to make it coherent and uh that code pin i need to rewrite now um as a a view plugin because oh yeah because you changed the whole background. right because jquery is the devil wait 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 before we get into jquery being the devil <laughs> right um it's a little bit of news from your site september zero your website your blog your whole start to everything it's live actually it is live it launched it launched it's um, it looks beautiful it does it's not just me seeing it secretly but <laughs> Actual normal human beings can just stumble upon it now. Yeah, I haven't started promoting it yet because there are quite a few broken links still. <laughs> um, just because as I was writing the first post, I was kind of creating links to future posts. And now I kind of need to fill in the blanks. Um, and the time post is one of the first ones that fills a blank. I think what I'm just going to do after I've got the time post done is just some of those broken links, just take them out, make them text, just mentioning that something else will come here later in some sense. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then I'll probably start sharing it a bit and um, throwing it around. I do still need to do the styling and stuff for the relatively productive website. Ah. Ah, there's another secret bit of information, I guess. Yeah, because I linked to that from my website. So, yes, I mean, I need, I, we need it to look <laughs> snazzy. Of course. And that means we need a logo and some artwork now. Ah. Which uh, is at this point the shruggy emoji. <laughs> because <laughs> it was my favorite as well. <laughs> well, every time I look at it, it's like, this is so good. I mean, we is can we use it? Is there any th reason we cannot use the shogi emoji? Yeah, exactly. Maybe we should just put like, well, the name's underneath it, right? I haven't seen the shruggy one in a while. Yeah, yeah. It's the shruggy with the name. Oh, yeah. I guess then it's fine. So that'll be the brand. It'll always be with the name with it. So And I sent you <laughs> that link with the shruggy pin. Yeah. <laughs> It actually looks pretty good. I it think does. a shaggy pen can work if you want to do merch someday. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I like uh, this wasn't pre-recorded or pre-attempted. <laughs> we had a different idea, which uh, it was more professional, I guess. But I think it was too, too productive. It wasn't relatively <laughs> enough. <laughs> you know what? I played around with a lot of things. So 
my first idea for the logo, right, which I never actually conceptualized because I couldn't get it to work, was to, oh, this is actually very hard to explain in words, but you know the symbol of um, relativity, that grid map that kind of draws in on itself. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to create an hourglass out of that. It's not that easy to do. Yeah, that, I wouldn't even attempt that, really. I, I attempted it and gave up promptly <laughs> um, because everything that I came up with just looked like you can insert bleep there. Oh, yeah. It didn't look good. And then I tried variations of podcasts, recording mic and hourglass. And at the end of the day, just replacing some characters with a checkbox and a pencil and stuff within the relatively productive actually turned out okay. That actually looked pretty good. Yeah, I like that. And then when I was at my end and I didn't have any more ideas, I just slapped the shruggy emoji on it because <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And it actually looked pretty good. <laughs> well, there it is. That's the new logo then. Well, yeah, I guess for now. Uh, we can we can call it a work in progress, <laughs> I guess. We can always change it. How hard is it to change a few logos in a few places after a few years? Yeah, it's like, what's legacy logos? That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Rebranding. That's a thing, right? Yeah, exactly. We'll see how it goes. I think for now we should just run with the shraggy. Yeah, I don't mind. You know, I'm... I'm always the one for doing things first and figuring it out later. So <laughs> if I had my way, episode one would have been live already. <laughs> oh gosh, no. <laughs> so um, should we do some feedback from previous episode? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's only our own feedback for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I guess... Um, my feedback um, from editing it is... We both decided I should do the show notes while I do the editing. That would be a smart decision because at the moment I've got no show notes. So I will have to give the episodes a final listen through. The audio quality last time was definitely a big improvement. So I think that's nice. And uh, it seems like today's is going to be a bit better, but <laughs> we'll see. Yay for strategic mic placement. Yes, we are learning. So that's good. <laughs> I don't know how much you had to edit out, but it felt like we did a little bit of improvement on the erms and ahs. Uh, yeah, there was definitely quite a few less that I had to take out. We did have a really long ramble at the end of the last recording that I had to take out, but um, it's fine. At least that tells me there is an interesting topic that both of us have been thinking about. It's just not flushed out completely. So that'll be a future episode, definitely. Yeah, we need to formulate our thoughts around it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, we can leave it as a cliffhanger. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, so um, in terms of content from previous episode, I uh, I scored a lot of brownie points by calling my wife my North Star. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she, she listened to... Uh, the second episode, which was the first episode that she actually listened to, because she didn't listen to the first one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, she teared up a bit. And I was like, whoa. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. No, it was very sweet. She. Um, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, tears of joy. <laughs> All right. I scored a lot of brownie points right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was also 
truthful, you know. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, that was from the heart. And in terms of the book that I couldn't remember, <laughs> <laughs> it's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It was published in 1937. There we go. You did say it was ancient? I did. I did say it was ancient. I also couldn't remember a book and I still can't. I tried to think about it a solid 15 minutes and I just couldn't come up with it. So either it's one of two things. One, it was a book and it wasn't really any good. Or it was, maybe it was a YouTube video. I don't know. I feel like it could be one of one or the other. I'm not sure. But if it is a book and I can't remember it, there is a reason why. So what listeners also won't know is in between our last two recordings, I've had some news. I'm officially moving to London, taking a job there. And in the process, that means I'm pretty much selling everything I own this side in Cape Town. And one of the things I saw recently was my Kindle. And like a really smart person I am, it was always on airplane mode. And all of my highlights didn't quite sync as well as they should have. Oh no. So there's quite a few books that I have absolutely no highlights of anymore, which um, is a bummer. Oh no. But <laughs> that is horrible. Yes, that's not my favorite. That is so horrible. <laughs> I'm experiencing physical pain. <laughs> If it was a book, then it was in that Kindle highlights, and it is now somewhere in the ether. I'm physically hurting. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Me too. Oh. I need a better system for highlights now. How are you still standing? <laughs> um, I, I don't really know. I think I'm. I'm just glad that 95% of the books that I read, I put on my Goodreads. So at least then I know sort of topic related where it might be. Right. So I can narrow it down to one or three different books, but I can't tell you exactly at this point. Man, that... Oh. Yeah, so uh, always sync your data on your devices before you sell them, kids. That's really smart. <sighs> you did a run. So speaking of physical pain, how was the... That was actual excruciating physical pain. Because <laughs> um, it was not just any run. It was... We spoke about this run on an yeah. earlier podcast. Um, it was 29 kilometers. Ridiculously far. For someone who... Usually ran, what, 5K, 10K? Yeah, 10, 15Ks, yeah. 10, okay, yeah. 10, well, the most I've done before that run was 15K. Um, but that was a while ago. So up leading up to that run, I was doing 10Ks consistently. But whew, going from 20, 10K to 29K, <laughs> whew, that was rough. So I did well until about halfway. And then my hip started hurting a lot. Ooh. And after, I think at about the 21K mark, I decided to just not run anymore. Um, I walked the last 8K. Okay. Because my hip was just, it was like, um, you know, that feeling where it feels like you're, joint is kind of just not quite in its socket oh yeah that's you don't want to run through that and you feel that kind of bone on bone yeah that um sharp pain so it got to that point surprisingly nothing else hurt and my knees were fine my ankles were fine I, i'm always concerned about my ankles and my shins because i've had um, problems with shin splints in the past yeah but they were surprisingly fine um but my hip that uh, was 
not what I was expecting to hurt. <laughs> yeah. So I'm still due to go to um, a Cairo or something for a checkup, or um, I'm not quite sure. I probably have to go for a scan. Hmm. Just to see what is wrong, because it's probably higher up in my spine or back that it could be displaced. I'm, I, I have no knowledge of any of this stuff and how it works, but I know everything back there is kind of connected. <laughs> so I need to still go for an assessment and figure out what's wrong. Yeah, that's that's not something you want to have stick around. Yeah. So then, like a smart person, I, I waited a few days because I did feel that there was some inflammation, a bit of swelling. So I waited a few days and then I climbed Table Mountain. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, that was the Thursday after that Saturday. And then that Friday I went kayaking. Wow. Quite a, quite an active stretch there. It was an active week followed by a week of doing no exercise whatsoever. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. It's all about balance. Yeah. <laughs> balance, right? In one week you exercise yourself to death and then one week you don't do anything. <laughs> Speaking of not doing anything for days on end, in this beautiful doc you put together for us, we've got daily habits. So I assume there are some new habits you've been putting in place. Yeah, so since our last discussion on habits, I felt I handled that terribly because I wasn't really prepared. But like I mentioned last time, it's because so many of my habits are just so ingrained now so i don't actually have a definitive list of all my habits because it's second nature yeah but i did after that episode go and have a think about my habits and then kind of that snowballed into putting a few new habits in place ah. <laughs> so my number one thing that i need to achieve at this point is to get contents on my blog yeah yeah and to do that i need a writing habit which i'm notoriously good at avoiding <laughs> so now i'm doing a lot more time in coffee shops with just my ipad that's how i force myself to write because if i don't have my laptop i don't code ah i see that's smart. the thing with being a programmer for 10 years and uh working for the man is your brain starts thinking if you're not coding you're not productive so i have this problem that i feel like i'm mm, i'm not achieving my goals and being productive if i'm not writing code but i found that if i put myself in a situation where i cannot code but i have a machine to work on it tricks my brain into thinking that this is productive time so taking the ipad to a coffee shop away from the laptop and opening up just byword or any other writing application and starting the writing timer that kind of manages to trick my brain into thinking that this is productive time which it is yeah yeah but years of conditioning has put my brain into a state to not do that so yeah i've got something sort of similar with i used to find it really difficult to do anything productive that wasn't considered programming or at least vaguely like server management or DevOps or some security thing or anything like that. But I must say that's been the main reason why after trying to track my time for a bit and then leaving it uh, at the beginning of the year, coming back to it as soon as I start a timer that goes reading or writing or recording this podcast, my brain is immediately just flooding my, <laughs> my body with endorphins going, oh yes, you're doing the good thing. So that sort of helps me that I 
can have my computer and just go into a writing mode so that that helps a lot yeah that's interesting but i mean for you with timers going all the time i, I can see how it's not quite the same and also i've got the thing of billable hours which is the other thing yeah where in toggle you can set certain timers to be billable or not if you have the paid plan and that's how i track billable time versus non-billable time now obviously things like writing is not billable time so that's another thing in my brain that i need to get past because if it's not billable it feels like it's not productive <laughs> oh i see yeah i mean it's not supposed to be that way <laughs> it's just how my brain is wired or has been conditioned but that's why habits are good that's why you put the habits in place to kind of get your brain to work a bit differently and hacking it a bit by changing the environment and changing parameters. So that's all I'm doing. I'm just changing parameters to get different output. Yeah. My other habit that I'm trying to get back into is uh, journaling. Oh, the beast. Yeah. So I used to journal a lot and my journaling is very closely coupled with my goal setting and goal management because that's how I stay on track by journaling about my goals and what I need to achieve every day. And my journaling is also not just writing about my feelings. It's more about confirming my objectives and my goals and my targets Okay. and mapping out my day. So saying what happens at what time. And then, so my journaling encompasses scheduling as well. And then gratitude in the morning and gratitude in the evening. Although I have made an interesting change in how I deal with gratitude. So I actually, this is a habit that I forgot that I do. I didn't mention this last time. I made this change a while ago. So I used to do three things I'm grateful for in the morning, write it down. And three things I'm grateful for in the evening write that down too and I stuck with that for a long time but it always I always slipped eventually and then I lost the habit so then a friend of mine recommended a way to incorporate gratitude into my daily life and that's by carrying a small pebble on you in your pocket so every time I put my hands in my pocket to take something out and I touch the pebble and I feel the pebble, I think of something that I'm grateful for. Ah. So it's like a pause and... Yeah, yeah. It's like a mindfulness thing almost. Yes, it's a, it's like a mindfulness pebble. I call it my gratitude pebble, but um, it's always in my pocket. At night, I take it out. I put it on my bedside table. Next morning, after I'm dressed and I take my phone and my headset and stuff, then I take my pebble and put it back in my, my pocket. So every morning, I take the pebble... I have to say something I'm grateful for. Not out loud, but just think about it. Yeah. These days I'm not writing out what I'm grateful for anymore, but it's so incorporated into my day. Like every time I touch this pebble, I'm thinking of something that I'm grateful for. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, realizing how novel it is, actually. It's it's very different way of doing it, but it's so ingrained in my life that I feel that it's every day, which is something to be grateful for, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Full circle. I'll send you a photo of the gratitude pebble. It's a... Yeah, sure. We'll add it in the show notes that I'm definitely going to make <laughs> while I'm editing. Great. Um, <laughs> it's just a pebble that I thought looked nice that I picked up on a beach and... Um, I've been carrying it with me for quite a while now. It's actually my second one. I did lose one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, but, you know, that's why it's nice because it's a pebble. You can just find a new one. Yeah. And um, I started trying 
as part of the journaling to do morning pages again, but I just find it, it's so hard. It's not that it's hard. It's just forcing myself to write whatever comes into my brain for five minutes every day. It just feels so tedious. I don't know. Yeah. I think what gets me about it is writing something that I know I'm not keeping or just isn't that useful to write down. That's usually my main issue with journaling. So also in between our last recordings, I've had a birthday and usually around birthdays, I start reflecting on the previous year and the next year and I strategize and go over what went well and what didn't go well and all of that. I thought I was the only person that did that. (laughs) No, definitely not. (laughs) So... I wouldn't necessarily say my year goes from birthday to birthday. I still follow the the normal New Year's thing, but I don't have, I don't make New Year's resolutions because then it's been a month and a bit since my birthday. So I already know what I'm doing and what I'm changing. And I'll likely already know if it's working or not. But um, every time around my birthday, I've got a Word document at this point that I update on the the main highlights of my life for the past year and the main things that I'm looking forward to or planning to achieve in the next year. And then some reflection on, did I reach that goal? Did I not reach that goal? And every single time I open that Word document, I laugh at myself for how ambitious I was about new ideas I'm starting up. <laughs> so for example the the latest one had that social shard website i started at the beginning of the year i uh, wrote in there i can't wait to see this through this is gonna be great (laughs) looking back at it now it's it's just a new comment yeah no the website's dead (laughs) (laughs) so that happens but it's fine i learned from it it's a process so i think what i want to do is i want to i like doing that I just think a year might be a too long time because there are definite highlights in there that if other people didn't remind me happened, I would have forgotten about it. It's that kind of thing. And even then, when you remember it, how much do I really remember correctly and how much is just based on the stories they are telling me that happened? So I think I want to try and maybe do it maybe a quarter or maybe half a year. I'll have to set up some sort of a reminder somewhere because I always forget if it's not my birthday to do it. So how I do it is on 13-week cycles. So I work on four 13-week cycles in a year. And uh, that works really well because I think, so we as humans, we're not really good at planning our futures and predicting what's going to happen. Not at all. But I found that you can pretty accurately predict the next three months in terms of what you want to achieve and what's going to happen in your life to a certain degree. Um, Three months for me, I think, is where I found my sweet spot. Um, I can pretty accurately handle planning out three months at a time. Yeah. I set a theme for the year and then I have three monthly goal cycles working towards that theme. So my theme for this year was independence and building up passive income to gain some form of freedom financially. So every three months I would check, okay, what worked the last three months? What didn't work? What can I do to adjust? How can I course correct to actually achieve something in terms of my theme for this year? Yeah. And for me, it's been working pretty great over the last 
well, I've been doing this for about three years now. But it depends so much from person to person. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I think it's about, once again, finding balance, you know, finding what works for you and just sticking with that. How does that fit in with your journaling? If you're going to, are you just going to go through your doc, the same doc now every six months or three months or something? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and revisit the doc more often. I have, I've tried different apps that force you to journal and I've tried putting it in my big one notes and it just doesn't work. The doc is just, it's too legacy at this point. So it just works in the, the weird way that it's structured. I tried mood tracking for a while. Oh yeah, no, I'll never even try that. The closest I got was when I, when I did the bullet journal thing for a little bit and I gave myself a five point, well, a point out of five for happiness and energy and that kind of thing. Did that for a month and then I just went, nope, not for me. Yo, the problem I found with mood tracking is it's something that you, you can't do it once per day because if you do it once per day, you need to set a time for you to do it, right? A reminder. So you set a reminder for 5 p.m., okay? End of the day, well, end of the work day. Yeah, yeah. Now, you had a crap day. You say your mood today is a two out of five. It was a crap day. Client crapped all over me, right? Now that's kind of, I guess there's two ways to look at it. But for me, that then sets today is a crap day. Let's just get this over with. Then I go home and I'm walking into home with today was a crap day because it's like tracking that mood now affirms. Yeah. Even though you have four, five, six hours that you can still do great stuff in you, you're now you're down. You're like, ah, today was pointless. I'm just going to sleep. You're in this mentality now of like, I just want this day over. And in the line of work that we're in, you're going to have more bad days than good days. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just, it's not fun staring at code for 17 hours a day, some days, you know, it's, that happens. Yeah, you get, I mean, in any profession, you get days where you just, you just don't want to do this. Right. That's why I said, like, if you do mood tracking, I think you need to do multiple points a day and you need to do it with the intention that always, whatever the rating is you, you gave, try then to either maintain or improve on that rating during the rest of the day. Make it a conscious decision to, I'm going to actively try and improve my day going forward. I found a way that works. It's just, it's too much for me to incorporate it. I don't want another five notifications in my day or even three, <laughs> even one more is yeah. too much. So <laughs> saturated for notifications. Yeah. And, and the worst thing is it's only notifications to myself. Everything else is muted. I don't get any <laughs> external notifications. <laughs> yeah. It's rough out there for ourselves. It's, it's rough out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like giving myself a little bit of slack, but I also sort of have to steer myself every day, um, especially with what you've been doing lately of intentional relaxation time. I've known for a very long time that I can't really shut down. So whenever I get in a super hyperactive almost state of being interested in something, I have to force myself to take a step back and just be interested in something that's not that interesting for a little bit. So maybe watch a show, watch a movie, play a game with some friends, 
that that always helps and i've sort of figured out how to do it better and by doing it better and curating the topics i allow myself to be interested in and what i use as distractions i'm able to be interested in a certain topic for longer which is amazing for me because it's not just the the usual cycle i go through of oh this is amazing oh i want to learn everything about it okay it's not that interesting and then i forget about it completely until i hear about it again a couple of years later so at least now it's it's a little bit more sustainable. Yep. So it goes from this is amazing, I want to learn everything about it and then I go wait, you know what's happening, you're going down the rabbit hole, grab hold of something and go down slowly. So then a couple of months later, I'll go, "Hey, wait a minute. Are, remember that other thing? Oh yeah, there's another cool thing I wanted to check out, but I never allowed myself to do it." And then I can sort of pique my interest again using that sort of triggers that I identified would be <laughs> portals deeper into the rabbit hole. While we're on the topic of habits, why not form a new habit today? Scientists predict that listening to relatively productive on a regular basis has a chance of improving your health and happiness. We didn't believe it either. That's why we funded the research. Help us get better results for our study by sharing relatively productive with a friend. Thank you. So uh, what have you been doing to to relax intentionally? I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing and I hope no one in the guild listens to the show, but I've been keeping my status offline. <laughs> so no one knows I'm playing Guild Wars 2. <laughs> the the thing is I know I was addicted to it because of the community. It was because of the friends. And if I'm going to start playing with them again, I'm going to get sucked in also i'm playing at times when all of those people are like all of all everyone in the community is at work so there's actually not even that many people online working for yourself gives you that <laughs> the opportunity to opportunity, just play right? whenever you want and all day but not billable so <laughs> yeah let's play guild wars at eight o'clock in the morning why not <laughs> so it's been Good. I'm kind of just soloing through the story mode and it's fun because the story is actually really good and I am very interested in it. I just, because I walked away cold, I've missed so much of the story. Yeah, it's actually nice. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm just working through it slowly for an hour here or 30 minutes there and it's not consumed me at all at this point. It's still, we're still good. We're still good. <laughs> we're still safe. So there's two reasons why I think it's not become a problem again. The first is that I've decided it is intentional downtime. It is time I'm allowing myself to play where in the past I would spin it up while I was supposed to be doing something else. And then it's almost like it's more fun because you should actually be doing something <laughs> else. You're procrastinating yeah. and then you spend four, five, six hours in game. Because that's just how procrastinators work. <laughs> um, so that's the first reason why I think it's fine still. The second reason is my graphics card and my laptop, it went. It is not with us anymore. I have made peace with this. <laughs> so the only place I can actually play games is on my gaming PC at home. It's time I actually need to schedule when wife and kid is away and 
I'm intentionally deciding I'm not going to the office now. I'm staying home and I'm playing some games. Before people start thinking this podcast is about gaming, which it certainly <laughs> isn't, we, um, we've also decided to talk about screen time. I think it's, it's a really important thing to talk about as it's probably been the biggest shift in how I use my devices and browsing experience in general. I think pretty much ever, really. I'm going to send you my, my phone's, whatchamacallit, screen time report thing ah. for the past week. I think it will be interesting to compare those. Yeah, I need to send you mine then. So there are a couple of fun facts about that. Mm-hmm. I've got the, the iPad and I've got the iPhone mm-hmm. um, and I don't have screen time on my iPad anymore. I did have it for a little while and I felt that it was just limiting myself too much um, because I only use the iPad for what I would consider productive things. Basically, I've had it for almost a year and yesterday I activated the emoji keyboard for the first time. So yeah, it's a it's a pretty serious device that I use for planning and reading and stuff like that. So I don't, I didn't find any benefit out of limiting what I do on there. Although my phone is my primary communication device with the world, really. I read my emails on there and I social media on there. And uh, (laughs) the screen time has been really useful for that. Uh, There you go. It's sending. It's sent. Interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to send you mine. So mine, I do have it on my iPad, but that's just because... I haven't really decided if I want it on my iPad or not, but I think after hearing what you said now, it makes a lot of sense to not have it on my iPad um, because it has been a bit of a nuisance on my iPad. So I think I am going to disable it, actually. Yeah, on my iPad, I was just constantly going, remind me in 15 minutes, remind me in 15 minutes, remind yeah. me in my phone, if I do that two or three times with an app, I go, are you are you really doing what you're supposed to be doing? Like, no, I shouldn't be checking my Skype now. <laughs> um, I also used a plugin on my browser. So I use Google Chrome pretty much. Well, I used Google Chrome pretty much everywhere. And there's a free plugin called Stay Focused with no E between the S and the D at the end, cause it was probably taken. And uh, it's pretty much the same thing. You whitelist or blacklist some websites and you give it a time and then it shuts down your browsing. I had that to the same limit of 15 minutes for social media sites and a couple of ones that are whitelisted. And um, I've also removed that since I installed that the evening we got the update that included screen time and I've I had that I told myself I would have that for a month and I used it for a month and then I uh, recalibrated and I removed screen time from my iPad and I removed that plugin and I just found that I end up googling so much stuff and I end up having to go to sites like Twitter not to just kill time, but to do something super useful. So I have to go to that author's Twitter page to get a link to his blog, you know, things like that. Right. I would constantly have to bypass the plugin and it was just making my life difficult. But in the process, I sort of trained my brain that some things are okay to do and some things aren't. So even now when I go on Twitter, I go, I immediately go, should I be here? Is this, is this a real thing to be here or are you just killing time now? 
So just the fact that that question pops up in my brain tells me that I'm still okay as far as where I want to be with using certain websites that I I consider risks, basically. Right. We should probably also describe what we're seeing for people who aren't going to click on the link. Um, That's a good point. I've got an hour, 23 minutes per day of screen time on my phone with most of it going to Safari, WhatsApp, Twitter. I don't have the app for Twitter, so that's also the website, uh, a forum I go to, then Skype, email, well, one of the emails, and a website related to visas, which is <laughs> given the recent news that makes sense. You have an hour and 29 minutes, which is very similar, although, yeah, yeah it's quite similar. I think you had more of a peak on Wednesday, then mine is more sort of symmetrical, I want to say. And um, you must use WhatsApp, Safari, App Store, <laughs> makes sense based on yep. our previous discussions. <laughs> no, no surprises there. Skype, Google Maps, email, camera. Yeah, makes I sense. Do, I, I'm going to send you something now that's going to shock you. Pickups. Okay. Let me also get my pickups. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you. The, the last screenshot. Uh, what's shocking me here? Hold on. Did I miss yours then? Did you send me your notifications? No, you didn't send me notification accounts. No, no. I'm, I'm doing that now. I'm doing that now. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you have got 276 notifications uh, around 39 per day. Um, yeah, but can you see that none of them are WhatsApp? Oh, yeah. That, that, oh. All of my notifications are notifications to myself. Ah, I see. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. Now it's shocking. You see, I didn't, I didn't think about it that deep. You have 324 notifications, but it's WhatsApp, mail, Skype, messages. Yes, yes. Can you see now why mood tracking could be a problem? <laughs> yes, that, that wouldn't work for you at all. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my notifications. So, for all of them, I only get a pop-up that doesn't make a sound, doesn't have a badge, and it doesn't show anything until the phone's unlocked. And my phone's pretty much always locked. So I just know there is a WhatsApp from a person. So that means I can either deal with it or leave it, which is what I do a lot of the time. So it, it helps with my scheduling as far as that goes. So I sort of like that system. I would like Skype to go down. I can't really turn off the notifications because sometimes the Skype on my work laptop just breaks for no apparent reason. So I'll get a Skype and it will be important for what I'm doing because I'll be speaking to someone about an issue and it just wouldn't come through. So I'll have to go on my phone to see, oh, there's a new, he replied, I need to close and relaunch the app on my laptop. Okay. You are, you are completely self-notified and load shedding notified which if anyone <coughs> yeah, isn't man. from here um we've got this cool thing in south africa where on a schedule the power to your house goes down for two two and a half hours yeah that's fun yeah that's that's always cool i mean you don't value the <laughs> the use of electricity until you don't have it for a bit uh that's also new i mean i only installed that beginning of this week or end of last week somewhere but yeah, so I, I don't get any notifications on my phone. Um, so when I open WhatsApp, it's intentional. If I open Skype, it's intentional. Yeah. You do have the watch. Uh, do they go through your watch as well or no, nope. not at all? 
Ah. Nope. I get no no message notifications on my watch. I only get notifications to myself on my watch. Um, and when my phone rings. And certain times of day, only my wife can phone me. That's good. I like that. Um, I feel like I should defend my use of <laughs> notifications. I have been <laughs> no. interviewing for jobs in London. So, yes, you know, yes, when, they, when they send an email, you want to reply quickly and say, yes, I will go there. Thank you, sir. No, I mean, I don't know. I like my system. It's much better than it always used to be. It always used to be a mess. Yep. Now I feel that it's so infrequent. It's maybe once every 20, 30 minutes when I check my phone, there will be, you know, I'll just, I'll be able to see there's some WhatsApps and an email waiting for me and I can deal with that when I need to. I have to admit my Apple watch changed my relationship with notifications completely. Yeah, because I, I, there was when I first got my Apple watch, getting message notifications on my wrist was just... It was the worst thing ever. Yeah, I, I, I can't go there. I've got the Fitbit something or an else. And you can also set it up to notify you with a vibration and a little message. Um, I turned that on to see what it would be like. And probably two minutes later, turned it off. <laughs> I never thought about it as an option again. I do have a slightly different problem now. So you'll notice that the majority of notifications comes from Dew. Yeah. So Dew is great. Because it keeps bugging you, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The problem with having notifications go off on a fixed schedule every day for things that you need to do, right, is that eventually you don't feel them anymore. So now I'm in a position where when I see the due notification for the first time, it's already gone off like five times because I didn't feel the vibration on my arm because my brain <laughs> is just ignoring it. Yeah, it's like, no, this always happens at five. We don't have to tell Daniel about it. Yep, the body is very weird. <laughs> the human brain is even weirder. It's, it's, it's weird. Um, I do want to do a test at some point. I want to leave my watch at home one day and see if I get phantom vibrations at the exact times when notifications were supposed to go off. I think you will definitely get that. You think so? Yeah, most definitely. I think, so I think so too. <laughs> I slept without my watch a couple of nights ago because it was on charge and I forgot to put it on after showering in the evening, which is something I never do. And I woke up at the time I'm supposed to going, why isn't my arm vibrating? <laughs> And I looked Ooh. inside, I'm like, oh yeah, there's the watch. So I couldn't possibly have felt it to wake up. Now I do wake up without the watch sometimes, mm. but I don't immediately go, I don't immediately look at my arm when I'm waking up. Right. It's not a natural behavior. <laughs> it's weird how these things train us. But, you know, it's good, I think, in a sense as well, because we're training ourselves in a sense. We're just using the tech to induce behavior that we want. Yeah, um, yeah. That's also why I've switched off all other notifications. And when I do feel the vibration on my arm, then I know, you know this is something that I need to look at because it's a reminder that I set for myself to do my midday check-in or do my end-of-day review or, you know, take out the trash on a Wednesday. Um, you know, that's it's just stuff that it's how I know what to do and when. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so most of those reminders are things that are on a schedule. So between Fantastical and D, 
queue that pretty much runs my life. Um, the toggle notifications is something I'm trialing at the moment. So toggle brought out this new feature where they have this calendar view in the application, right? Where it overlays calendar meetings next to actual time spent, right? Yeah. This is a very, very cool feature for me because I block out time on my calendars, right? I've got this calendar system where I've got multiple calendars for multiple things. Today is a horrible day for you, for me to send you a screenshot. <laughs> yeah, maybe yesterday. Because yeah. I have family here and everything is horrible. So the thing with this viewer though is you cannot get historical. So I'm going to have to live a perfect day to send you a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send you one for the show. Okay, notes. yeah, that, that's good. So basically what it does is it, it shows your calendar meetings or events and then next to it it lines up how you actually spent your day with the time that you tracked for me this is gold because it can actually show me exactly how my day is not running to what i scheduled in my calendars yeah because i block out all the time in my day on my calendar i block out free time um, as an actual event yeah <laughs> i block out um, exercise time as an actual calendar event everything is an event my whole day is in the calendar with no time not allocated that also includes transition time between stuff but that's not actual events i just kind of bundle that into it i'm not a crazy person <laughs> i bundle well i am but i'm not that yeah, crazy like, oh that's the threshold <laughs> yeah yeah it's when it's when you're scheduling transition time that's 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 when you're crazy um i do track transition time though. <laughs> you're on so, the edge you're on the edge I'm, I'm tippy-toeing on that edge. Um, yeah, so that that's really cool. Now, it has this feature that you can turn on where it pops up a notification with the next event that's coming in your calendar. And then you can click that and it starts the timer. Ooh. Problem is, it always comes up 30 minutes before the event. Oh, no, that's bad. I mean, yeah, I'm so, sure you have short events, so that's just not even close exactly so then 30 minutes before the time that's way too long now do i leave it open on my watch and wait for the time and then start it so it's like it's very cool it's a very cool feature it's just not usable <laughs> yeah so there's two things they need to add right toggle if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> one let me set custom time either globally for all of the events like when i want them to pop up right the, the notification yeah. or just adhere to whatever i set on that event as a notification timer yeah it's already there if i said on the notification remind me five minutes before the time use that as the notification timer that needs to pop up on my watch makes perfect sense yeah i don't know why that's not the default yeah that's not what they went with it's always 30 minutes before the time i'm waiting for an update because at the current state it's amazing but i cannot use it i'm sure it'll be something someone looks at yeah, but for now, I'm still just kind of, as I'm going through my day, starting and stopping timers with, uh, sometimes with Siri, sometimes just manually on the laptop, sometimes by shortcuts. I must say the, the Siri um, shortcuts announcement overhyped in my brain how often I'm going to start using Siri. Um, I used it to start and stop timers probably 10 times since that's launched um it's it's just not something i do i still just use siri for setting an actual timer like when i'm making food to remind me in 15 minutes to go take it out of the oven 
it's not an actual toggle timer i still do the um the scripts i i wrote uh, that just fire off the event without having to open or close any apps or anything like that i still do that it's been working really well for me yeah same i'm also still using the scripts i did use siri for a while I kind of, I used it a lot for transition timers and travel timers for a while, because I would say track travel and automatically track travel timer, because yeah. that's something when I get into the car, I can just raise my wrist and say track travel. So that's nice. But then for some reason, you're right, the habit didn't stick for me, which is weird. But I think it's because for me, I work in an open office. So 90% of my day, I'm changing timers, but I'm doing it on my laptop because... I'm in an open office. I'm not going to every 15 minutes announce to everyone <laughs> the next task that will be tracked. Yeah. Um, that is that a bit sense. weird. Yeah. Siri, Siri hasn't stuck for me, which is unfortunate because I actually do think it's really great. It is. The potential is there. I don't know really what would make me use it more. I think maybe if I get an Apple Watch, it would be easier because I found the the command, I'm not going to say it, but you know, to get Siri listening, it's been really buggy the last while. I don't know why. So I don't know, maybe my accent is getting much more different or much weirder. I don't know. So the raise wrists to talk to Siri, it works. It's not, it's not super great. Um, you get a lot of misfires, but you don't get false triggers, which is the better. Yeah. That's the better way to have the issue. Yeah. I mean, I think they they did a great job. It works, but you're not getting the bad part of it, which would have been it just activating randomly when you're not wanting it to activate. That yeah. would have been that would have been bad enough for me to stop using my Apple Watch. Um, yeah, yeah. If it was randomly during the day, just triggering Siri, firing off commands and doing whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I understand that they aired towards that side, which that's totally reasonable. Um, I mean, you can say the same for Siri on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it, she just doesn't, especially have, if you have a Afrikaans accent. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sometimes Siri, she don't understand you that great. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Laid on thick. <laughs> um, I'm thinking we should not talk about the time topic tonight. I agree with you. I think we leave that as a cliffhanger and it gives me more time to finish the post. Exactly, exactly. I think we should just do our blogs and then we're probably fine, I think. Um, but yeah, my blog, septemberzero.com. It's up. It's live. It's final rollout was not what I thought it was going to be. The architecture changed a bit. Nothing like last minute changes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, SEO was the big culprit. Who would have thought the one thing that I think we sort of take for granted, like, oh, yeah, it's easy. You just add those tags in there and then it's done. No, not necessarily. Yeah. So for me, I was being cheap and I wanted to host my site for free on Netlify. And I decided to not go the server-side rendered route and just run Nuxt.js, which is that Vue.js framework. Yeah. And it uh, turns out it, it just doesn't work as I was expecting it to work. So the SEO was pretty much uh, unusable. <laughs> Everything that I threw, and I threw a lot of hours at it trying to fix it. I wish I didn't spend so much time on it, but the evidence is there on my website, on on the blog. 
on September 0, everything for the world to see. You can see how much hours I dropped on that website. So I, I bit the bullet and I got a $5 DigitalOcean server, spun that up, went full server-side rendering, um, the whole shebang. So it's a fully-fledged SSR-enabled site now. Um, SEO is working like a dream. Yeah, it's all good. It's all live. It's running. I've got my blog framework. I'm happy. I can actually right now get content out. Yes, that excites me so much. And I really like the the quantified self you're doing with the having the amount of time you spent on something be publicly visible. I might consider doing something like that on the blog as well sometime in the future. But I, I, I don't want to steal your thunder, so I'll let you have it for a bit. No, no. <laughs> start the movement <laughs> yeah yeah so it's i think it's a cool site i think it turned out pretty yeah cool. it looks um, good it works smooth i am um, i've got a blog thing as well on jcpretorius.com slash blog well, <laughs> try to solve it <laughs> uh, yeah. it's really good dude it's 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 okay the load time on that site is insane it is um, so quick <laughs> so good cool. it, it yeah. makes my blog look like I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what's a slow car <laughs> compared to a Ferrari? <laughs> it's still, it's pretty quick. I like it. This weekend, I um I actually posted something. Thank you, load shedding. <laughs> <laughs> it got me sitting down and writing some thoughts again. Um, so I actually did a post about the Saturday Earth GIF generator I've got, which posts satellite images from space every saturday i think so cool very yeah, cool i, I kind of like it mm-hmm. and um in the process it got me looking at my site with fresh eyes again using different devices so everything wasn't as cached and as i don't know I, my eyes weren't as used to looking at it mm-hmm. and um, i changed the font size i made it 2 em well 0.2 ems bigger and oh now i really like my blog i missed this it's just the smallest change but it's so much nicer now oh yeah it looks good it's actually pleasurable to read on it now because i kept i kept thinking in the back of my mind something's missing i don't know what it is but it's just i would go on and i would read it but it would just be like "Eh, okay you know nothing kept me there and now i know the font was too small this is nice Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is better. Thank you, random website that I read on my iPad, which had a nicer font that, than I'm using. <laughs> <laughs> That's of course how I noticed the font size is too small. I'm somewhere else, and they have a nicer font, so I pay attention to the font. Go wait a minute. Is that the usual size people will read at? Anyway, um, I've got the blog there. I write some things, some ramblings now and again. There is absolutely no schedule. JCPretorius.com. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally still a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's a sponsor. <laughs> but except for that, there is also soon going to be a relatively productive .com. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be running on the same framework that my blog runs on. So it's also going to be super quick and uh, people will get to experience it. And we're definitely going to start with a bigger font. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I think we're going to have to track how much time we spend on selecting fonts. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's going to be a subtask. <laughs> <laughs> Whole project. <laughs> Select font for website. <laughs> yeah.
Well, I'm, I'm doing something new for myself and I'm just completely putting it in your hands. I, I, I made the, the backend framework work relatively well. Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't such a big change, to be honest with you. Um, it is on GitHub if people want to see it. It's called the Podful because it hosts podcasts and blog full hosts blogs. <laughs> no, it's really simple with two L's at the end. Yeah, yeah. So I should maybe explain that. The full comes from not as in um, something that's full. It comes from it's full fat.net. It's not .net core. Hmm. So it's that slang that's merged with the actual word. Mm-hmm. And I like it better with two L's. Yep. So yeah, everything is good for your magic touch. I shall endeavor to add magic touch. I'll add some <laughs> shruggy emojis and uh, pictures of cats. Oh, yes. I don't know. Comic Sans. I think that's a good font. Oh, dude, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's such a, um, what do you call it? Underrated font. <laughs> Underappreciated. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's it's, a, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> I can feel us getting hate at this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just we just closed this podcast off to like a whole yeah it's, it's done thank you for listening <laughs> go home now <laughs>